Hello and welcome to the Missing Peace Podcast. I'm your host Becca and here we talk about everything related to how we can reconnect to ourselves to live the life we truly want. I am passionate about helping people come back to themselves, feel comfortable in their own skin and find inner peace, freedom and fulfillment. I hope that listening to this podcast can inspire you to start your own journey to find the missing peace within. Hello everybody, welcome back. Today is a solo episode with little old me and uh, yeah I really felt a desire to talk about what the benefits are of tracking our menstrual cycle, of being aware of it and how that can help us build compassion, self-compassion, self-acceptance and really to just be able to navigate our life based on where we are in our cycle. And I put up a poll on Instagram just to see if there's something that you wanted to hear about. Thank you to everybody who voted on that because it was 100% yes. So here I am. I've done a little bit of uh, research again on the kind of the biological aspects. I want to talk about that a little bit um, because it's something that I think a lot of us do like to have. We like to know what's actually going on, I guess, biochemically within our body. Um, and then that can bring a little bit more sense into it. And I think that is, that's really important as well for helping us understand, particularly if you've got a brain that works more in that way. I know my brain does as well, but this is also to really come from it in a more holistic sense. I'm going to talk about the cycle in terms of our spring, summer, autumn, and winter, which of course I'll go into in a little bit, but you know, it's, so so important to be aware of our cycle because in the life that we live now in this society that honors busyness that honors achievement that honors tangible results and a constant 24 7 you know movement and and doing do 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 it's really hard sometimes to then understand why we're struggling with that as someone who is menstruating because actually our body is telling us that it wants something different and I think it's our soul as well telling us that it wants something something different so becoming aware of our menstrual cycle can give us an idea of how we're feeling um so an example from me is that I was just 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 before I started tracking my cycle about three years ago and uh, I started to realize that you know I was feeling good and I was feeling happy and everything felt good in life and then I would all of a sudden go through kind of an anxious week and at this point I didn't have like the um this if you listen back to my podcast you'll understand this a little bit more but I didn't know I had anxiety at this point I was pushing it down with binge eating so imagine that I don't really feel anxious because I'm hiding it with my binge eating and then about once a month or so once a month or so um so it was so obvious really when you look back isn't it but I was feeling anxious and then I was like well what's wrong with my life something isn't isn't right then something's up and then I'd be really over analyzing trying to work out what it is that I needed to change when actually as I started tracking my cycle I realized that this is um something that I feel in the build-up to menstruation and it is something that a lot of us can feel as well there's a lot of shifts in our hormones around this time so so yeah it's meant that I can become aware of this feeling and know that it doesn't necessarily mean anything about my external you know it can do I think it's a really beautiful time during our kind of premenstrual phase to really go inward and listen to what's coming up for us in life but at that point I was starting to blame myself for feeling anxious and trying to find something to change when really there wasn't anything to change um another big one that I think can have um an effect and this is why I'm going to talk about our food cravings and um our energy levels and how this can relate to the movement that we choose and when I say movement by the way I mean exercise I, I just don't like to use the term exercise as I think a lot of people can have um 
you know, a negative response to that term. And this really comes from my roots as an anti-diet coach. So if you wanted to know any more about that, do revisit the first sort of five episodes of the podcast. And it's still something that I, I believe I'm anti-diet. I believe in intuitive eating and intuitive movement. So yeah, the term movement. But if we're aware of what our body is wanting at different times of the month or a cycle, really, then we can honor it more through the movement that we choose and we can understand the food cravings that we may have and especially if we're somebody who is on a dreaded diet or you know you're on some sort of fitness schedule then rather than being at a point where you're like I've just not got the energy to do this workout why can't I do this why is my motivation poor I'm failing why do I want to eat that food like yeah why am I so bad my willpower's low but really actually it's what's going on in our body And so being aware of a menstrual cycle means that we can honour these feelings and understand where things might just feel a little bit different in our life. So, yeah, and, and I think the other thing as well is how many years of our life have we kind of thought period was something that we didn't want? that was inconvenient, that was annoying, that was messy, they just want it over and done with so you can get on with your life. And I think this is really, I guess, me (laughs) rebelling against that as well, just to say that that's not the way it should be. This is a massive part of our our natural, well, it's our body, isn't it? And it's something that's been honoured for thousands of years until more recently. So I wanted to really get back to that. And so I want to talk a bit about my menstrual cycle so that you've all got an understanding of how it is possible for us to go from a place of complete resistance towards it to then lean into acceptance. So I started menstruating, I think I was maybe about 10 or 11. And for as long as I remember, it was painful. It's always been very painful. And my mum always tells the story of, I don't remember this really, but my sister would hide painkillers from me because I would just be taking so many. She's four years younger than me. So like through my early teens, I guess she was hiding them. Bless her. Um, And, you know, I struggled. I really struggled. It would be difficult, particularly in the first day, sometimes into the second to deal with the pain. Um, I think, you know, I took some time off school sometimes and basically I hated it. I hated my period. I didn't want it anymore. And I went to the doctors, tried the oral contraceptive to see if that would help. But, you know, it regulated the periods a little bit, but it didn't stop the pain. So then I went on the contraceptive injection, which um, can stop your periods. And it did for me, which at that point I was like, this is amazing. This is the best thing ever. And I spent the next 13, 14 years on the contraceptive injection, not having a period. And I loved it, you know, if I'm totally honest, I loved it because it meant that I had a constant sort of balance really and it meant that I didn't have to deal with the pain and I didn't have to deal with the messiness of it and do you know it's interesting because I think back to the long period of my life when I was obsessed with my body image and maintaining a particular body aesthetic which you know constantly I'd, I'd get to one goal and and then there'd be another one because that wouldn't have quite hit the mark so I also had the issue of binge eating as well. And I do wonder if I had my periods at the time, how different it would have been because I could kind of battle on through. But now knowing my periods, uh, having my menstrual cycle and having the, the changes in my hormones more so, I can see where I need to slow down with um, movement and how I want different foods, how I'll be craving different foods and leaning into that. But I think if I'd have been having my cycle at the time, I wonder how difficult I would have found that because I was exercising incredibly intensely. And if I 
wasn't then able to keep that up, I think I would have really been beating myself up. And I was doing that in other ways anyways, so it makes sense. But about ooh, four years ago, maybe four years ago, yeah, I um, came off of the contraceptive injection because I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but all I could really say is that it didn't feel right anymore. It didn't feel right to deny something natural in me. It was like an in intuitive nudge to say that I wanted to go back to to me and to what is natural for me. So I came off the injection and it took about a year for me to get my periods back. And when they first started, they were light, they were very irregular and they weren't painful. And I was like, oh my God, it's cured. It's gone. The pain is gone. And um, this was actually the time when I was cycle touring through France and the UK. So I think the intensity of that as well probably meant that the periods weren't coming back um, brilliantly because of the fact that there was real intense exercise going on there of, you know, cycling 50, 60 miles a day with, well, I actually don't know the weight of the bike, but like 40 kilos or something on the bike. I don't know. Um, and so I think that that obviously hindered it coming back, but I'm not really sure. And then eventually they started to become more regular and then the pain came back again. And it was like a bit of a, a bit of a, blow to the stomach I guess <laughs> blow to the womb <laughs> but um you know to realize that they were still painful it was hard I resisted it for a while and I've been to the doctors and I've had different tests done and they and the gynecologist is quite convinced that it is just I'm unfortunately somebody who has painful periods for the first day or two of my cycle and some people do have this and whilst I'm still wondering if I should go for a another another opinion because they are so, you know, painful. At the same time, I'm at a place now where I just want to, I'm fed up of kind of fighting it. I fighted it, you know, fighted it, fought it, Rebecca, come on, English. I fought it for years by being on the contraceptive injection. And now I don't want to do that. So I've been looking at how I can work on the nutrition side of things. That's something I'm exploring at the moment. And also a more holistic approach. So you know, this is kind of like looking into honouring our our divine feminine, honouring the god goddess within and really having a conversation with my womb. I know that might sound silly for some people, but, you know, it's something that I've hated. I really hated that part of me, even though it's, you know, I want children someday. And why, why hate this part of us, you know? So... I started to think about that and just like put my hands on my on my womb area and obviously not directly on my womb because there are skin and other tissues in the way of that. I do not recommend you getting any closer than that to it. But, you know, and just feeling into movement and also practicing um, movement, sorry, uh, m massage. So massaging where kind of felt right intuitively um, doing womb meditations and yeah, I'm just kind of exploring all this at the moment and it's already just brought me some peace and I had some really painful periods um, recently and then this one actually, the last one hasn't been so bad and whether it's just a case of acceptance, I don't know, but yeah, I and I try different methods holistically as well when it comes to breath work and I have a TENS machine which um, was one of the best birthday presents that my boyfriend ever got me, so thanks Dave, but um, I still do have to take a lot of painkillers and it isn't great, you know, I suffer the pain, I sometimes throw up, I um, am on and off the toilet and I can have hot and cold shivers and there's been a few times when I thought I was going to faint, so it's not 
you know, I've t the, the doctors know all this, but apparently that's kind of normal for now. And anyways, I'm just working on accepting it. So I've been tracking my cycle for, well, since I started my periods, just about, just maybe a few months into it. And I've realized such a cycle of my mood, my energy, and like I said, how this can all impact on socializing, on movement, on food. So I'm going to go through them as our our cycles of um, spring, summer, autumn and winter. And I will talk a little bit about the biological aspects as well, because I know that some people um, may like this. But just so that you're aware of how we would track our cycle, you could journal. You can just journal like your mood, your energy, your food and movement cravings alongside the day that you're on in your cycle. So day one is the first day of your bleed uh, up until the like so the last day of, your, of um, your cycle before you bleed is obviously the end of the cycle but you can also use a bunch of free apps there's one such as clue daisy i use kindara because i actually follow something that's called the fertility awareness method but i won't go into that here because that will be a whole other podcast but if that is something you want to hear about or if anybody just in general wants to know a little bit more about that then please do get in touch it's a way of um basically getting to know your own cycle so you can use it as um to to stop yourself from getting pregnant or you can actually use it as a way of conceiving as well so it's you monitoring your temperature your cervical fluid the position of your cervix if you want as well and um yeah so it's using all that to um yeah increase your chances of getting pregnant or reducing them so yeah if anybody's interested in that do let me know i've been doing that for a couple of years and um it's something that i'm yeah really happy with and uh, yeah, I haven't become pregnant, so so it's obviously worked. Or I'm very not fertile. <laughs> Who knows? Don't know that one yet. So yeah, use different apps. They are really great as well, especially in the beginning. And they're so simple. Some of them are just a quick click of a face button for your mood. And you'll start to see patterns, which I think is just really cool. Um, so yeah, I hope you I hope you do give that a go. Um, or otherwise, I guess there's no point listening to the rest of the podcast. So I'm going to start with winter because that's our menstruation and that's the start of the cycle so day one being the first day of your bleed so what's going on chemically menstruation is it occurs when estrogen and progesterone drop which causes the womb lining to shed and i'll talk a little bit more about those hormones in a minute so the womb lining is shedding that's our period and this is also when a hormone called the follicle stimulating hormone is released from the brain, from the pituitary gland in the brain. And what this does is it stimulates follicles, hence its name. It's called FSH for short. So it stimulates the follicles that are in our ovaries to start developing because bear in mind, this is the start of our cycle. And, and what the whole cycle is about is for us to get to ovulation, to fertilize um, and so on. So, so yeah all these follicles in our ovaries which could potentially become eggs are being stimulated um so effectively the menstruation period our winter period is also the start of our follicular phase and what this can mean for our mood and our energy is that we can feel really introspective you know we want to be alone we want to be even just deep in our thoughts we need rest we may feel low as well there's this drop in these hormones and there can be a desire for security and warmth so you know, maybe you feel this as well, but I have such an urging to be wrapped up in a blanket and I would encourage this wrap up in a blanket, have hot drinks, eat hot food, rest, take baths. And funnily enough, I'm somebody who has a cold shower most mornings, but I don't during my period because 
well originally I was like oh am I just using this as a bit of an excuse to get out of cold showers for a few days because you know it hurts and whatnot um but actually my whole body just goes I don't want to be cold can we be warm so this is when I would have a bath for example well, it's something I've only just started doing having baths to be honest but but yeah explore that part of you as well it's not the best time for socializing or for creating new projects for example this is more of the kind of like um planting seeds phase well it's coming kind of soon but like yeah this is a point where we can kind of reflect and assess so it's uh it's really great during this time for journaling and meditation which is why i think the superpower for this time so i'm, I'm saying a little superpower for each of these that i've made up <laughs> really happy with that boom just been watching some superhero films as you can imagine and the superpower for this phase is intuition and i think this is a really beautiful time to go inward and really honor that part of us that is wanting to look inside so yeah journal meditate maybe get out in nature you know our menstrual cycle is, is very similar to cycles in nature which is why this is the spring summer autumn winter um allow yourself to be alone more and see what comes up maybe you can make a list of what nourishes you and then honor that during this time but something that we have to be aware of as well at this period and i'm going to mention that for each cycle as well so being aware of it um, here is denial and that is denying our need for rest or denying our need to be alone we live in a world and, and guys i totally get it you know it doesn't mean we can change our whole schedule because it's our period but we live in a world which is really always constantly busy but during this time even if we have a lot going on at work even if we have a lot going on with family can we potentially not over plan at this period can we during our time to ourselves, can we honor that need to rest so it's a really great you know being aware of this is is really quite important and you know even though you can't necessarily avoid a social situation that you maybe want to go to maybe don't organize your own you know so just become aware just going to quickly interrupt myself to tell you that I have just started a new Facebook group which is called the Missing Peace Community and this is for anybody who is going on their own journey of self-discovery, they're learning to reconnect to themselves, maybe they're feeling like they're going through a spiritual awakening or maybe they're just curious about this whole journey. So really it's to create a safe space for like-minded people to support and guide each other. If this is something that resonates with you please feel free to come and join us. I will link it in the show notes below or just search for the missing peace community on facebook now back to the episode aware of that and then we've got our spring oh so this sorry so the menstruation will be obviously through the kind of period so the sort of first five days of your um of your cycle and then we move into spring so there's kind of like each of them's like a gentle overlap as it, as it is within uh, nature as well and what's happening in spring so you've got this um FSH which has been released like I said from the pituitary gland which is stimulating these follicles in the ovaries to mature but what them follicles then do is they release estrogen oh sorry the, the ovaries release estrogen really and estrogen stimulates the lining of the womb to develop because you know in another week or so's time we're going to be ovulating and we ideally want the egg to embed in that we're uh, fertilized or also our body wants that and what it also does what estrogen also does is it tells our pituitary gland to stop producing the follicle stimulating hormone fsh and that's because if you imagine all these follicles stimulating within your ovaries we can't have all these eggs these millions of eggs coming out um but we just need one or you know sometimes there's obviously more than one that, that come out in the case of twins triplets etc but um ideally we're, we're looking for one so estrogen is a sensor signal to the brain to say you know a little feedback system stop producing fsh we're just going to produce this, this this really mature one 
and what spring can feel like again look at look into nature spring this is the seeds are planting are starting to um grow like little seedlings are growing our energy is increasing our mood uh is increasing we maybe feel happier serotonin our happy hormone is increasing during this time and so this can be you know we're not fully at the height of our peak of energy but this can be when we might want to start socializing a bit more and start planning a little bit and so what it can feel like in terms of food is that um because serotonin uh is increasing during this time uh it that that suppresses our appetite so this can be when we maybe just don't really have so many food cravings anymore and and, and that's cool that's where we're at so I forgot to say as well in winter, if you know, we're talking about warm foods in winter and we're talking about potentially wanting more carbs and wanting more of this stuff that's going to keep us kind of like feeling cozy and safe, which can often be these comfort foods that we maybe don't want. So being aware of that. So yeah, serotonin can suppress our appetite. During this time as well, movement, maybe we'd have a desire for more intensity, just being more active. We've got more energy. So like it's a great time to use that. So bear in mind that during this spring, our body is starting to prepare for, we're getting closer to ovulation. So it's wanting us to go out there and find a mate. So again, the socializing, the um, the energy, this is where that all comes from. Your libido is increasing, you know, so so have a feeling to what that uh, what that's like for you, especially if you're tracking, if you start tracking your cycle. So our superpower is creativity. And that's, you know, we've got more of this energy and more of a confidence in ourselves as well to kind of become more creative. So it's good for maybe if you're launching a new project. Um, and uh, it's also really great for when we're talking about socializing, it could be great for going out there and planning some dates, who knows. But yeah, be creative, explore that, see what comes up for you. And creativity can obviously be the typical way that we see it stereotypically is as art but it can be through dance um it can be through other forms of craft it can be coffee art it can be gardening whatever it is explore that but what to be aware of during this period is balance because our energy is increasing but it's not as our height so we've just come out of what feels like a more antisocial inward phase and we can sometimes go straight into doing so much but just be aware that you're not fully at that energy peak yet take it slow find that balance between the rest and the socializing and then we move into summer so summer um so our estrogen as we were saying that estrogen is um stimulating the lining of the womb to develop and fsh has been reduced we're, we're increasing this one um follicle to um matura mat maturation is that how you say it maturation but we're stimulating that to mature um and what also then happens during this period is well ovulation happens and that happens because the pituitary gland in our brain um is also being told to release uh, lh which is the luteinizing hormone <laughs> sorry i hope this isn't too complicated i'm trying to keep it as simple as possible through all the kind of uh yeah the hormones and the, the biology side of things but what lh does the luteinizing hormone is that triggers ovulation it tr triggers the egg to release from a follicle travel down the fallopian tubes and um into your womb where it will either you know either it's fertilized or it's not so so yes our summer phase this is when we're feeling really quite confident our libido is at its highest um we have a lot of energy so yeah it's a good time again for socializing going on those dates sometimes we can feel more spontaneous so see what comes up in that way in terms of movement we're still going to be craving that higher intensity and again it's all at a peak so it's similar to spring but just peaking um so so yeah we maybe want the higher intensity we want to just do more throughout our day 
Um, so again, great for socializing as well. And uh, yeah, maybe this would be when you go for your run or do the cardio, do the heavier weights workout, whatever it is. And then in terms of food, again, it's similar to spring in that our appetite can feel can still be suppressed. Um, and we're maybe just not thinking about food that much. So this is when we can be like, oh, wow, that diet we started a few weeks ago is going well. And I know I've already said about being anti-diet, but I know that some people will listen to this and, and, and be feeling that way. So for anybody who's doing that for tracking or monitoring their food, then, you know, just be aware of this is how we can feel right now. We can be like, right, we're acing it. Our willpower is amazing. So our superpower at this phase is confidence. So this is the peak of the energy. This is the peak of our confidence. Our body is glowing. We feel really good. Go on that day and initiate some sort of... Um, project maybe get out and socialize use that confidence um but to be aware is to be aware of grounding because we have so much energy during this time we can forget to stay grounded and connected to ourselves and that can lead to us making decisions that we maybe don't want to make and especially a decision that might be like oh yeah i'll come and i'll do that thing in a week's time bearing in mind that in a week's time we're not going to probably be feeling the same after we've ovulated so be aware of that and then the next phase is our autumn so autumn we've we've ovulated um so lh the luteinizing hormone has triggered the ovulation of um, a mature egg from a follicle and what's left of the follicle is um which is called the corpus luteum what happens with the that leftover casing i guess you could call it is that it produces progesterone which is kind of known as the pregnancy hormone but don't worry this is, if, you, if you are pregnant then progesterone will keep being produced but if not it will drop just before you um before you menstruate or triggers menstruation really so this corpus luteum, this casing that's left over in the follicle, um, produces progesterone and that stops that um, luteinizing hormone, which is what triggered it in the first place. Again, a beautiful feedback system of our bodies. Um, and it also continues to prohibit the follicle stimulating hormone and keeps the uterus lining thick because obviously we don't want any more follicles to stimulate. We've ovulated. There's one egg going. Let's see what happens. It's also when our estrogen can drop. So that can also be linked to dopamine and serotonin levels dropping as well. So this is something to be aware of and it's something I have to be aware of because straight after ovulation for me, I tend to have a real low day, a day where I can actually feel symptoms of, you know, very, very mild depression, but feeling like low and feeling empty, um, just not really feeling much at all. And, you know, obviously if we're having any of these extreme symptoms, I would definitely recommend going to see a doctor, but we can also have that real drop. So I have a day of a drop and then it kind of leads into just being a little bit a little bit anxious, I guess. And if we already have any kind of, um, if we already have anxiety or depression or struggle with stress or, or anything like this, it can be exacerbated during this next period. But again, do speak to a doctor if you are really struggling with your symptoms because there could be some imbalance there as well with our hormones. So yeah, if um, if the eggs fertilize, uh, progesterone will stay. If not, progesterone and estrogen will drop when um, just before menstruation. So how we feel now is that our energy is reducing, we're turning inward, but we're not totally antisocial yet. So it can be a good time to kind of like, I don't know, tie things up, I guess, would be the best way to sort of say it. Like there's still a few things you want to do. You've got a little bit of energy, get them done, but just bear in mind that maybe you don't want to socialize as much. Maybe you want a little bit more time to yourself. Um, so, so yeah, in terms of food, this is when our cravings can start to appear. And I personally believe, and I, what I do is I listen to and I honor my body. So if my body wants more carbs, then I, I let it have them carbs. If it is craving more junk food, if you want to call it that, um, I allow it to have that as well. But also if, if you're kind of really struggling with that, you can food prep, you know, you can um, prepare for this. 
And sometimes I do do this because I can get really stuck in, I just have such low energy and I might not want to have the, the chips that I want to chuck in the oven. I don't actually want them. If I want them, I'll have them. But sometimes it's more a case of just not wanting to cook. Um, so it is good sometimes to just like make more when you cook, you know, or food prep in advance if that is something that you you do want to do. Um, so, so yeah. And in terms of movement, again, this is similar. Uh, we're slowing down. We've got less energy. Um, and so this is when we might look at uh, lower impact stuff. We maybe be walking. Maybe we're going to try Pilates or bar or swimming. Or I really like flowing movements during this time, like yoga and Pilates. I don't know why I feel more connected to me. Well, not, I don't know why, but that's part of the cycle. You feel more connected to yourself. So, so that's what I think relates to the superpower and the superpower is our connection to nature right now and i think this is a really really beautiful time where we still have a little bit of energy to kind of get outdoors we don't want to be fully in and hibernating so maybe get out walking maybe do some meditation in nature wild swim or go swimming what way can you connect to the elements i just think it's a really beautiful time to do this and even though i don't feel this next thing it's something that does come up a lot especially when i was doing the research for this and that is it's a good time to organize I don't know. I don't know if it's to do with the kind of idea of getting prepared for hibernation. Maybe that's like the idea of it. But um, maybe this is the time when you want to do a bit of a clean. So not a spring clean. It's an autumn clean. Autumn clean. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you might want to declutter, organize. You've got a little bit of energy to do this. But again, you know, if it doesn't feel for you, then then don't go for that. So what we need to be aware of during this period is kindness and compassion. We've just been feeling really at the top of our energy, high energy, confidence feeling great in ourselves, and then there can be a sudden drop of our hormones dropping. So be kind to yourself right now and be compassionate and just focus on gratitude. It's uh, it's really important during this part of the cycle. So yeah, that brings us all the way back around to menstruation. So like I said, what will happen in this period is that um, progesterone and estrogen will drop suddenly again, another big drop before um, before your period. And, and that's what it does. It triggers the 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 lining to shed and again that's when we come back to the fsh being released from the pituitary gland because of this drop in progesterone so so yeah that's kind of all the things to really be aware of going through the cycles but what i wanted to add on the end here was just an idea about working with cycles in general so i've been recently working on um well working with should i say the cycles of the moon and i'm also looking into it in just the general cycle of our of our seasons and you know this can be different i guess wherever you are in the world as well because some people don't have such distinct seasons um but i think it's uh it's something to consider because we have a menstrual cycle which is by the way mine is 23 days so i have a i have a what is a short cycle so it's funny as i as i started to follow the moon cycle all of a sudden I had um a period that was my last one yeah and um you know sort of like the tradition I guess as such would be that you would uh have your period during the new moon which is today which is well it's today as I'm recording it but it'll come out on Friday the new moon was Wednesday the second so yeah you can still kind of look into this but um but I was like oh look at me all synced all brilliant um and yeah everything just was kind of like that and I was ovulating around the full moon but because my cycle is so short by the next one oh yes it was the one before this one but by the one that I've just had now it's off again <laughs> so it's kind of difficult but I'm exploring the different energies there but yeah our the, our moon cycle can be very similar to what is the, a typical menstrual cycle again like I said everyone's is different my 23 days so I fully understand for everyone who is different uh, doesn't have the typical the average in inverted commas 28 days 
the moon cycles around about 29, I think it's 29 and a half days, something like that. Um, but yeah, we can look at using that as a really beautiful way of self-awareness throughout the month. So I'll just say very, very short, because I know there's a lot of information here, but a new moon, as is around now, as I'm recording this, is a time for renewal. It's the beginning of a cycle. So this is when we can... Oh, so a bit distracted. The dog's just come upstairs. I think he's expecting to go for a walk soon. So he's like, um, hello? Yeah, I'm just still here. Are you going to walk me? Thank you. Um, so this can be a really great time of setting intentions for the next month, the next part, the next moon cycle. And so if you're somebody who really is wanting to kind of maybe make changes in their life, reconnect to themselves a bit more, find purpose, whatever it is, you can start using the moon cycle to set these intentions. And so from the new moon we set the intentions and our energy builds up to the full moon which is where we kind of get to the fruition of whatever it is that we were wanting to bring in during that part of the cycle which is about two weeks from the new moon and then from the full moon down to the the new moon we're shedding and releasing whatever it is that we're holding on to there what can we release what what worked what didn't work for us during the cycle what can we let go of um so yeah that's something to work with and then of course you can look at the cycles in general you know how often do we feel during autumn and winter we feel like we want to be indoors more we want to be cozy we want to eat the warm foods especially here in the uk anyways um and then we you know we're, we're entering spring now and i know that i feel like my energy is increasing and so we're gonna flow like this and i think the more we connect so we connect to our menstrual cycle being a natural cycle and then we start connecting to like maybe the moon cycle or the cycles of the of the seasons then it all sort of starts to flow together and you become really aware of the different energies. And I just think it's really beautiful. This might not be for everybody, but um, I think it's something to explore, especially if you're wanting to sort of deepen that connection to yourself and deepen that connection to nature and natural cycles. So yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I would love to hear from you. So do let me know if you like it. Always remember to subscribe and share this with somebody who maybe, um, you know, maybe this is something that they could do with listening to. And of course, if you would like a free surrender meditation, all you have to do is leave a review on Apple iTunes of the podcast. I'm all for honesty. So please go for that. And uh, yeah, just screenshot it and send it to rebeccaguy at live.co.uk. All this will be linked in the show notes below. But yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah, you enjoy this and you get something from this. And um, we'll be speaking to you all next week. Bye bye.